So, um, I think my favorite thing regarding All In, yeah, uh, was like the recent developments, uh, was the Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell match. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Reddit, where, where somebody on Reddit wrote, "Christopher Daniels is gonna give it to Walmart Batman." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, Scotty Moore. See, does, does this mean you're not a robot anymore? Did, like, did you become a real boy? Yes. Did you become a real fight boy? Um, yeah. <laughs> a mystical spell was cast upon me, and now I am real boy. No longer the show master, I am just Scotty Moore. He got visited by his own fairy godmother. Now he's mm-hmm. a real boy. And yeah. I am huh. always a real boy. Um, a real boy with very slick back hair. Looking, trying out a new look, Blake Tanner. It's him. Trying, trying out the, try, trying out the, uh, the big cast look. Oh, God, it is. It is, oh. Blake. I need you to stop it now. Nope. There we it. go. Ah, listen, you're just unhappy because that makes you Enzo Amore. It does. That's <laughs> what makes it worse. Wait, hold on, Dylan. It's big Kaz now? If you could say it correctly, Kaz. with two Z's, he stole from us. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not actually sorry. I love the idea that like yeah. Chuck, like one day Big Cass and Chuck Taylor go to the same show. He's like, "So what? You're Big Cass now?" Yes. Is that with a Z? Yes, it is. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I wouldn't wrestle you if it wasn't with a Z. <laughs> oh man, so uh, like Raw and SmackDown weren't bad this week. Uh, I'm kind of happy. No. I, I saw clips. Wait, when's SummerSlam? SummerSlam is in two weeks, I, so not this week, but the next. Okay, see, I don't, I don't actually watch the live show, so I don't have them spam it at me like some six-year-old or like some sixteen-year-old and fucking uh... telling you about their birth, telling you about their birthday party. <laughs> it's in two days. Everyone, show up. Don't miss it. Yeah, exactly. All your, our, all your friend will be there. <laughs> <laughs> The uh the only the only reason I know is I'm like what week do I not have to come up with stuff for segment two? I just need to know that week and I'll be fine. Oh, but yeah, yeah, that Paul Heyman promo might be one of the best Heyman promos he's ever cut, and it was not like Heyman is usually. It's very opposite. It just shows hey. chose to go. Listen, listen. The great thing about Paul Heyman is that Paul Heyman can cut whatever the kind of promo he wants <laughs> mm-hmm. and if he wants to cut a teary-eyed promo about how badly he wanted to ride off in the sunset with brock lesnar and now he can't paul Heyman will do it god bless paul Heyman for writing that mm-hmm. promo and for bringing subtlety back to wwe which is something you don't see yeah yeah, yeah. um in, in other news, God, I hope they... Because, like, the Shinsuke match at SummerSlam is clearly getting set up to be a triple threat, even though right now it's just him versus uh, Jeff, but they're clearly going to, like, add Randy to it through shenanigans next week. I needed them physically to add our truth to it after tonight. After he just... <laughs> the same way as everyone else. Yeah, exactly. By pinning Carmella. <laughs> by defeating Carmella. And I was like, I kind of want to see our truth versus Carmella tonight and him beat her and get added to that match. Like, Paige, listen, mm-hmm. you can make it happen. We can make it happen. <laughs> Speaking Paige, of yeah. Paige, 
Did you see like the before and after picture she posted on Instagram? Yeah, dang. Cocaine is a hell Cocaine of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. Like it went to her last year and like it looked more like OG page from like NXT and I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's the page I remember." And then but then when you see her next to her this year, I'm like, "Oh, wow, she is really unhealthy looking, isn't she?" Mhm. Other way around. Yeah, wait, what? The one on the right was her last year. The one on the left was her now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. The the one of her oh. skinny and coked out is the one where I was like, that reminds me of like NXT page. And then I was like, wait a minute, that oh no, I'm happy she's getting her shit together. Yep, it's. I'm happy it's her house now. It is her, her house. I'm happy it's her house once again. The the house that AJ Styles built, she bought it. Yeah, exactly. She bought it. It was on sale. <laughs> he was just like, look, they've got me going against Rusev at the next pay-per-view. I I can't afford this anymore. Can someone please just take this house from me? I've got you. Paige I've here. got you. I'm going to buy this. Paige's house in the middle of our street. Paige's house. <sighs> oh, man. That was my favorite Disney Channel original series was Paige in the house. It was really good. This will only make sense if you listen to our BS episode, but Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, is on my television again. Son of a bitch, Blake, turn off the television. I can't. Blake's recording a podcast while at the same time being like, oh, let me check out Kevin Cause, just getting it as Robin Hood. Oh, and he's getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting it. Also, uh, finally, we can stop speculating, because apparently Dean is, like, not confirmed, because they don't want to spoil it. He's soft confirmed. It's kind of like how we were all pretty fucking sure AJ was going to be at that Royal Rumble a few years back. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like he can show up at any time now and it's not going to be a surprise. But it yeah. will be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, well, to be fair, the AJ thing still got me hyped. Because A, I saw him at a Ring of Honor show literally the night before in Georgia as his like big farewell because he was like, I'm from Georgia, so I want to make sure y'all people understand that I love you. And I'm like, fuck yes. And then the very next day, he shows up at the Royal Rumble. It was like when, uh, Dylan, when me and you went to see the Bucks versus the Hardys, <laughs> and they lost in a ladder match at Ring of Honor, and then the very next day, they won a ladder match for the titles. In WWE, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a weird couple of months, because... We saw them defend. We saw them in a title match in like every company in the span of three months, and I was just like, "That's not how this. Mm-hmm. That's not how this I works." Think so. yeah. I was reading on Reddit the other day this, that they this had... show wouldn't exist without the Hardys <laughs> because me we met Dylan at a show where we saw the Hardys. I don't think they did a match. I think they only like announced they were gonna have a match against like fucking Drake Maverick or whatever. Uh, then. Ring of Honor saw them again, and then WrestleMania saw them again, and then after that, I was like, you want to do a wrestling podcast? Yeah. I read somewhere on Reddit where they said that the Hardys held a certain number of titles in a certain span of time that has never happened before and will probably never happen again. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was like, it was a month, I think. Yeah. They held the, uh, I think it was like a month and a half. They held the, the TNA... The uh, Ring of Honor, the ROH, right. yeah, and the other one, all like back to back to back to back, and also a bunch of like smaller company m- titles as well that I'm fairly sure they didn't even lose. They just kind of sent back like, 
we don't need these anymore. You can take these back. It's fine. It's our, we can't do that many matches. I'm sorry. My, my, my body is broken. Have, have you guys heard about just how um, messed up Matt is right now? Yeah. Well, guess what? When you do a second rope leg drop for eight years. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't rehab it. Well, he, he, don't worry. He's going to get some DDP yoga. He's going to be right as rain. Yeah. <laughs> DDP yoga is the snake oil of the new generation. <laughs> it is now the... Oh, did you actually sever your spine from your brain? DDP yoga. It'll work for, work wonders for you. It's fine. <laughs> Not from your body. From your brain. From the brain itself. <laughs> broke the brain stem off. Your brain grows a new body. That's what it is. It's just ka-chah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, sometimes when I look at JWF, I think that we have a very bad and, like, limited tag team roster, but then the New Day get another number one contender shot, and I'm like, no, nah, we're fine, actually. It's we're cool. pretty good. We can, we can make some people up. They're stuck with just the Bludgeon Brothers versus... They really should have had the Good Brothers win him. Yeah. I really feel that. Because that opened up some new possibilities. Like, because then you could have a jobber tag team theoretically win it. Like, they wouldn't, probably, but it was a possibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, just because the good brothers are the best, and you'd think Carl working so hard for those abs would be enough for Vince to be like, he's got nice abs. Give him the title. He's got good abs, and the other one's tall as hell. He reminds me of Festus. <laughs> He's like, I was Luke Gallows before. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. What was it with? It, I was with CM Punk. Yeah, that's why I don't remember it. With What's who? up, Festus? <laughs> who in what? Pepsi guy? Ha 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 ha, you Festus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that interview. It just won the one, I think it was Marty Asani and fucking Ring of Honor would always just pull up Festus pictures of him and show them to him in New Japan and just run yeah. off. Just remind him of how much he looked like a goober. Go <laughs> that. That's All right, good. I I know we started speculation about Dean coming back, but I want to start new speculation, and that's what is Cena's sixth move of doom going to be? Oh, he's going to he's literally going to use the burning hammer. That's <laughs> which is <laughs> like New Japan, New Japan style fucking burning hammer. No, <laughs> that's how he's gonna do it's it. It's literally just the rainmaker. Like Cena is in the middle of the ring, then does the fucking pose. The camera does the exact shot, and then he hits the rainmaker. You got. I was gonna say the rainmaker too. Damn it. <laughs> I honestly, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> oh no, with me, I was just like, this is gonna be it. This is when they're going to look us in the eyes and tell us, yes, we're listening to Fight Boys, and yes, we're stealing your shit. As Cena, <laughs> as Cena goes out to the ring, and hits the reverse attitude adjustment into a atomic drop. It just pins them in t three seconds. Speaking of, like, the video that he used to announce it, like, Cena's looking real fucking good. Yeah, dude, he's vascular. He's got them veins going. Like, he is well on his way to a good stint in 205 Live. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd, I'd absolutely watch 205 every single week if John Cena was on there as, like, their new champion. <laughs> It would be like a reverse Enzo Amore, where I was just like, oh, he's here now. That's kind of interesting. That's not that interesting. He's yeah. kind of just a little shit now. Instead, I'd just be like, yes, yeah, Cena. Get it. 
Cena, Cena, Cena. <laughs> oh, man. So, did you guys read about The Undertaker getting head? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the best. That was the best way to phrase oh, that. Thank you. I just lo- I love the headline. I'm on Uproxx, and it's, The Undertaker once had a tattoo interrupted because the artist was offered a severed head. What the f- what was going through the- How do you find a severed head? I mean, finding a severed head is actually pretty easy. That's well, not something you want to have recorded of you saying, Dylan. He's like, let me just open the door behind me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy. You just sever the head of a living person near you. Guess what? You then have a severed head. There are several steps in between. <laughs> there are not as many as you think, honestly. Just this is a this is you're a overcom- you're you're overcomplicated. What do they call it on Reddit? This is um how to draw an owl. Owl. Step one: draw a line. Step two: draw the rest of the fucking owl. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, some fans were dying to meet the tattoo artist and brought him a special gift. Yeah, they brought them upstairs to the room and they said, "Yeah, we got a head for you." I'm like a head. And they said, yeah, we were partying in a cemetery the other night after it rained. There was a mudslide, and we found a head in the mud. I don't know what's worse. I 100% 100 believe that story. Yeah. Well, no, even worse, I would 100%, like, I don't know what's worse, actually severing the head and bringing it, or defacing a corpse, ripping the head off and bringing it to the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that Undertaker was the one who was like, uh, nah. Like, he says, Undertaker was freaked out by the whole thing. I fucking wonder why. Like, <laughs> Me too. That seems like something that'd be right up his alley. No, if it was like, we found a sick new part for a motorcycle, then he'd be like, yeah, let's do this. But if they're like, hey, we found this monkey's paw. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna get got gonna get into that. Not today. Not today, I think. Not not today. So says I. Fancy Undertaker. This is what I am outside. I see you have purchased a head. Oh yes, this is this is what happens when I take (laughs) off the hat. My Uh, brother's the mayor of Knox County. Did I tell you that? Oh wow, the last line is probably something I'm gonna get stitched into like a nice throw pillow one day, and it's. Make sure if you're thinking of presenting the dead man with a gift, don't make it a decapitated head you found in a cemetery. Or like, do. I'm just gonna get that like old grandma. Hold on, let me just uh, yeah, let me just let me just let me just write that one yeah. down. Get that old grandma stitched onto a pillow, like that really nice one with flowers to the sides. That's actually uh, okay. Yeah, no. that's actually what it's happened. A good call. It's a good call uh, during Kane's acceptance speech when he yeah. won the mayoral election. Um, he came out to Slow Chemical, and then his brother, uh, in kayfabe, the Undertaker, turned off the lights, they turned back on, and he was right next to him on the podium, and he had a, a severed head, and he said, it's our dad. <laughs> it's my dad! You know, that's, st- I thought you were being serious for a moment, and then you brought up the Undertaker had a severed head at a mayoral campaign. Now Kane did act, he when he came out for his acceptance speech he did come out to slow chemical that yes! is true 
I want him to become president one day just for those sweet, sweet four years where we no longer hear Instead you hear Sadly though, Kane's politics sick. It's just it's such a sick guitar part. It really is. It was part of why Kane was my favorite wrestler for like a decade. Fantastic. That's, the only thing that's going to suck is the fact that man, the Secret Service is going to have to be on point because he's going to have that pyro at every single, every speech he does. <laughs> and, they're gonna tr- and then they're going to have to try really hard to not get spooked by it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, who was it? Was it Daniel Bryan? Who got spooked in the ring by the pyro that one time? Uh, you'll have to be more specific, because I think, like, like, a few people of kayfabe gotten spooked by it. I think it. this is the recent one. I think it was Daniel, and I think instead it was him trying not to get spooked by it. <laughs> so he was just sitting there like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh. oh, man, yeah, I... I don't know how I feel about the Daniel Bryan Miz thing. I think they pulled the trigger on it way too early. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's uh, that's WWE's move. Yeah, well, exactly. This is what happens when, oh, the guy you were feuding with, yeah. Uh, this is what the fans really want. Oh, really? So we should have, like, a really long six-month buildup. No, do it in, like, a no. month. Well, five of those months he was going to be fighting with Big Cass, but... Yeah. <laughs> what do we do with him? But uh, I kind of fucked that up for everybody. So that was my bad, guys. Uh, now he's big, Kaz. <laughs> now he's big, Kaz. Oh, <laughs> fair. Um, fair. So if you, d- you know what, I found a way to make anybody, any smart mark, cheer for Roman against Brock now, and this okay. was a. Um, and it's not making Paul Heyman cry Brock. on television. No. Because it's making Shinsuke Nakamura cry. What? So, if you may or may not remember... I like how I, like how I felt like the sadness just entered Scotty's <laughs> body as soon as you said that. He was like, what? what? Yeah. Now, this was a while ago. As you may remember, um, Nakamura fought Lesnar for the uh, the New Japan World Championship. Yeah. Um, Several years ago. This was like a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, And... These these are some excerpts from um, Nakamura's book, which I didn't know it was from his book, so I'm gonna have to pick that up. Um, I thought you were gonna say I didn't even I didn't know he could read. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, you had no choice but to do what the company wanted. Um, But then uh, you had to accept a, a match with Brock Lesnar for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which was scheduled to be the main event. Given your previous track record, you were selected to take um, the place and be the challenger. And Nakamura says, part of that was luck. Part, but the match was seriously rough. First, Lesnar was saying all this stuff about how he respected New Japan, but it felt to me like he was just there for show, and he didn't really respect a promotion. Like somewhere, he was just looking down on Japanese people. I lost the match, and that was the first time I cried at pro wrestling after a match. Oh and- my god, What? Why did you cry? It was the main event at the Tokyo Dome. This was a pretty hallowed stage, and I knew I hadn't fought the way that I imagined I would, and there was like this temperature difference between me and Lesnar. I didn't get the sense he had any love for pro wrestling. Just felt like he was just doing his job. 
Which is accurate. That's 100% Very what he was doing. Yeah. So Let's go, Roman! Let's go, Roman! <laughs> oh. Still don't feel it. Ah, oh, sorry, guys. I felt that this was too much. He was seriously scoffing at us. Lesnar won the championship and took the belt home. I told Simon if the company didn't get its shit in order, that belt was definitely going to get nicked. I didn't honestly believe that when we fought, but it ended up just like I feared. He has the physical stuff, plus a straightforward strength and a certain amount of flexibility. So there was that bit of monster in him, but I didn't like his personality, you know? He might have made a real mark in the UFC, but he didn't even seem to notice the audience booing. It was like, oh, this guy's a heel to the core. Yeah. I love the way you read that because it sounded like a fucking like monologue to like Shawshank Redemption or something like that. Brock Lesnar didn't understand that people were booing because they hated him. He was just a heel to his call. And oh. Andy Dufresne did his best to make sure Roman Reigns <laughs> won that match. And but yes. Andy Dufresne ended up sad. Then it was all up to the Roman Reigns boy. It was up to the Romans. <laughs> He's got a poster of fucking Sable on the prison wall. <laughs> they lift it up and there's a hole. Oh my god! Shinsuke got out! How'd he do it? He went through Sable. He went through Sable. Oh man. A lot of people went through Sable. <laughs> yeah. Last week we talked about how Mark Miro got through Sable. Um, mm-hmm. But, Blake, I'm getting excited. I, I I like this Shinsuke. I didn't know Shinsuke had a book. I didn't either. Yeah, I know. I'm, I really want to read it, but, like, I don't have time, man. I don't have time to read anymore. I'm out driving, working all day. I just wish I could have a book read to me. And I oh. think if I wanted to have a book read to oh. me, I could... By going to audibletrial.com slash network and picking up a free 30-day trial of Audible and getting a free... Co- I don't know if Shinsuke's book is on there, but I think Jericho's are and maybe Mick Foley's. So we'll just say those instead. Or, of course, my books, Queasel Corp and Queasel Corp Risen. You can get those over on Audible. They've got a series of over 100,000 audiobooks for you to choose from. And you can get a free 30-day trial by using our official link from the BS Network, audibletrial.com slash BS Network. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I need to stop. Wait, do we actually, like, have commercials now? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Holy fuck, Scotty. This is how you... You didn't even tell us this. This is the first time hearing of this. I knew, I work because here. only because we did an audible spot. <laughs> Blake knew because he found out on BS. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes me feel slightly better. Not a lot, but slightly. Yeah, but now uh, now it's time to get into everyone's favorite segment of the show. Dinner to just watch. The, of course, the greatest segment. Just watch. Dinner to just all right, so what are we gonna say to old Chucky e. T this week? Cause right now all I can th- all I can think is tell him to go to Audible. Did you check his Twitter feed? I'm sure he tweeted something great this week. Uh, yeah, let's Chuck let's do a quick uh, check in with Chuck as we try to figure things out this week. Um, let's see. Oh my God, this is gonna be. I've not seen the preview for this yet, but. It, I'm going to watch this as soon as I can, because apparently Juice was on Best Friends. Oh, that's great. Mm, that's 
That makes me want to buy that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that network. He referred... How's that, how's that subscription been working out for you, by oh, the way, Scott? Oh, no, I just got rid of it as soon as I got back from Orlando. Uh, my favorite was I was cleaning out my DVD closet the other day, and I had, like, literally ten Best Friends DVDs in there just lined up together, and I'm like, why have we not just shown this? <laughs> um, let's see. There's For a lot of reasons. Greatest uh -huh. white trash luchador on the planet. That's a good one. Timothy Bubblefuck, cool name. And then, Jeez. of course, they're all in. So, best friends are finally announced as all in. Good to see that, uh, good, good to see that your, uh, hashtag all in with at Trenty Locks. Uh, be sure to do some, some more of that deathmatch stuff. I know, uh, no, no. Be sure to, uh, be sure to show Chicago what White Trash Lucha is all about. Yo, at Sexy Chucky T, good to see that you're all in. Make sure to pull out some white trash lucha for that Chicago crowd. They're gonna love it, damn it. They're gonna love it. Oh, man. Also, the other day, he tweeted out, um, I only listen to wrestling podcasts if I think they're gonna talk about me. And I'm like, oh! I know. I was like, I was like, I feel like he specifically avoids us because he knows we're gonna talk about him. That that seems like a, I, I feel that's hypocritical. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. If it wasn't for the fact that uh, Gazi, one of our new followers and a uh, lovely patron at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, he already replied and just said, "You're gonna love Fight Boys show, my dude." And I was like, "Damn it, Gazi, leave the leave the dust watch to us." Look, every little I'm bit the dust, helps. I'm the dust watch around here. <laughs> I'm a no, in all honesty, I just I reached this moment where I was like, wait a minute. I will feel like our mission failed if someone else gets him to follow us and we don't. Unless that other person is Trent Beretta. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, at this point, consider it that we've just gained such influence that he couldn't ignore us. Like, we couldn't do it directly. So we had to gain, like, allies to, like, flank him like fucking D&D. &D. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, now that we have the audible armies... Yeah, exactly. We have the audible armies. I'm writing that one down. That's... <laughs> we, will, we will break down... The walls to the fortress of dust. Hold on, let me just let me roll. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like I feel like that should be followed up. Break the walls, not you. Break down the walls. Let me roll for a follow real quick. Okay. Uh, I got a critical fail on my uh, follow roll, guys. So I don't know if this is gonna work out this week. Damn. Also, I love, I just went to uh, Squared Circle, and apparently New Japan has put together an infographic on the appropriate way to cheer for a match, and it's great. Number one. Oh, yeah. Number don't, one. Don't be a, uh... Count three together. Number two. Stomp when 2.9 count. Remain in your seat and stomp together. Number three. Clap hands and send a positive vibe. Number four, scream woo when wrestlers exchange chops. <laughs> Five, send a cheer. Six, scream boo. Don't be shy. Boo to heal wrestlers. Seven, sing with entrance How music. How fucking dare you boo me, you piece of... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seven, sing with entrance music. And then underneath, it's got like, Naito, Naito, 
Tanahashi, go Ace, Okada, oi, oi. Like, it's got everything you need to go along with it. It's so good. Oh, love that. Um, I want to print that out and bring it to me if I ever go to another New Japan show. And the whole time, just be like, hold on, are we doing this right? I don't know if we're doing No, we didn't stay in our seat for that one part. We need to stay in our seat. <laughs> hey, guys, we're stomping our feet way too early. Yeah, we, we are stomping our feet way too much, guys. We did not say boo to heel wrestlers. Um, I sent a tweet link in um, Hangouts chat. Yeah. That, Scotty, I think our good friend, since Jim Cornette tweeted it, I think he's going to need be, need to be the one to say it. I like how I like how Jim Cornette is your good friend. I have questions. <laughs> from my yeah, own. I will say like this is one of this is one of those pendulum moments where sometimes I agree with Jim Cornette and other times I do not agree which, with Jim Cornette. Which side's that pendulum swinging, buddy? Um. Oh, just read this, and well, you might not know from it. All right. Let's see here. <clears throat> All right, so someone named Toxic Syndicate sent to uh, sent to Jim. Funny, Aries calling anybody irrelevant, considering the one chance he had in the big time went over like an egg fart in a sex orgy. God, I didn't God, read that. God, that's horrible. That's the worst description. All right, here we go. Him. <clears throat> And then, of course, <laughs> our good but our good buddy, our close personal friend Jim Cornette replied, "Don't knock Austin Aries' talent. He's a good performer. Only reason he fails everywhere is because he's a miserable." <laughs> 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 this is the ultimate setting you up and knocking you down. The only reason he fails everywhere is because he's a miserable little whiner who thinks he should be pushed to the moon and knows more than everyone else. Wrestling and promos, he's fine. Probably needs a cheeseburger. <laughs> that's by the way. That's by the way. Almost an almost spot on Jim Cornette accent. Thank you, Big Man. <laughs> oh, of course, one of the top replies. May I recommend a Wendy's triple cheese with bacon? <laughs> oh. Has Aries replied to this? Because I'm sure. I think Aries is in the group of wrestlers who are like, I'm just not. I'm not gonna deal with this right now. I don't know. It was earlier in the week. I'm going. He, he's he's over there going. I'm going to just know on this one. Yeah. Is that all right with everybody else? No, hold off. I, I still love the. Uh, it's a gif of uh, Austin and Cabana, and I think it's Ian Riccavani. And Cabana just reaches over on the announce booth and tries to pull the banana out of Aries's pocket, and he just swats his hand away. Like, <laughs> no, you will not touch the banana of Aries. You stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Also, I've be- I think I've become I have now got the most evil of G1 predictions because Dylan is now up at eighty nine on the G1 pickums. Holy shit! Uh huh. Blake he- is at four ninety five, which I think is the best you've been since the beginning. Which was since day two when I was in the top one hundred. And then I am at one thousand six six six. The devil is alive, and he thinks Tomatonga's gonna win the whole thing. <laughs> Mathematically impossible. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I think it was last week where I made this plea to the universe of, okay, Kenny just has to lose every single match he has left, and then, uh, I think, and then Tama has to win every single match he has left. That's the only way this will work. 
Woof. But now that I'm just wallowing in the fact that I'm a failure, how are you guys feeling about the G1? I mean, I'm at 89 out of, like, 3,000 people, so pretty good. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm doing okay. I'm going to lose this, I have a feeling, but, you know. Yeah. Because I, I, I had a moment of, like, sudden clarity about the, how the only way that I can, uh, the only way I can be right about my final mm -hmm. was for Kenny to lose the last three matches that he has. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, like, on the one hand, seems possible, maybe even probable. Well, Hangman, on the other hang, hand, Hangman has taken the official book of winning away from Kenny Omega, so I think that might... Well, like, no, here's the, here's the thing I figured out. So, Kenny, like, loses to Yano, Yano cheats, whatever. Because I b still believe it's going to be Omega versus, or it's going to be Naito versus Okada. It shouldn't be. It should probably be like Tanahashi versus like Ibushi or something. Yeah, yeah. But I know that he, Ibushi has to beat Kenny but not win the tournament because then Kenny gets the thing of he finally beats Ibushi. It's like his last final like awesome redemption moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's the only thing he's still missing is like finally showing that, you know, he is the greatest. Mm -hmm. Uh... And then I wanted Naito versus Omega because that's literally the two hottest wrestlers in their company going, like, head-to-head. -head. Yeah. And that would make, uh, I believe the word is shit-tons of money. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I mean, I think Kenny's already proven himself. He has his own cologne, guys. So I don't think he don't need this victory over Ibushi when he smells like victory. Am I the only one who has a small temptation to buy that Bullet Club cologne? Just to be... Yes. <laughs> my favorite description... Let me answer the question for... Yes. My, my favorite uh, description of it was uh, Ali on WrestleTalk who said, It smells like Marty Skull's beard! Come out of taste of this! It, even with that, I was like, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Part of me, I'll, part of me wants to buy it just so I can have a bottle of Bullet Club cologne. Or I could just buy like a nice cologne and a Bullet Club sticker and just put it over it and be like, I totally bought it. No, that's clearly like a, that's, that's clearly like this fancy upscale cologne you bought from work. No, it's not. This is the official Bullet Club cologne. It's the official Bullet Club cologne now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I want to see. I wish that it had like a unique bottle, and it, that it wasn't just a, a Bullet Club sticker on a cologne bottle. Yeah, that's the only problem. Well, apparently, it's not the first New Japan cologne. There's like it's two not. others. I think I think Hiromu bottled for a cologne once. Mm -hmm. Oh man, don't bring it's... up Hiromu. Listen, I miss him as well. He's gonna be out until a long like... time. Unless he... Yeah, guess what? That's what happens when somebody fucks up a Phoenix Plex. <laughs> That's why no one does that fucking move anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my favorite was, um, I think it was Ibushi versus Naito. One of my friends was posting GIFs from it on his Twitter. And at one point he just goes, This is a match to determine who cares the least about next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Naito won that. Yeah.
Because <laughs> he let because he let fucking Ibushi counter the Destino into what what was like a reverse brain buster. Fuck you. Yeah. That's the official uh, name of the move. The uh, official yeah. <laughs> the reverse brain buster. Fuck you. Uh, that that goes right up there with um with Zack Saber Jr. now just like doing crazy ass like fucking pretzel moves on his opponents and naming them shit. Yeah, that's the sixth move of Doom. Is actually that's what's gonna be revealed is John Cena's new move is the reverse brain buster. Fuck f you. <laughs> oh, I want it to be something really really stupid. I just, I like I'm trying to think of like what he could do that would piss me off the most. A punch to the dick. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking either Razor's Edge, um, or like the Perfect Flex. Or it will maybe we've already seen the sixth move of Doom, and it's that fucking springboard stutter no, that looks no, great no, once no, every no, five months. No, 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 no. It's the springboard stunner, but he does it. Uh, he does it off of out of like the corner instead. Like that's what he uses to counter an Irish whip into the corner. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I did it. Yeah. Well, well hold on. If it's because the five moves of Doom happen in succession, it's the you know p- p- shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, slam, five knuckle shuffle, AA. So it has to be something that you can get into from the AA. Yeah, the AA doesn't. The AA doesn't work. Um, oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a submission move. Yeah, I was fixing to say, might be an, maybe a new submission or something like that. Like, okay. I don't know. Um, or, or a phoenix splash. Or he just climbs to the top <laughs> rope. It's a perfect phoenix splash. And everyone's like, oh, shit. All right. You know, the one thing that I think John Cena could really benefit he, he from does a, is... He does a half Boston crap. Yeah. That's like the, just the laziest. Yeah. I think he'll probably just end up doing a standing shooting star press. <laughs> No, the Steiner Recliner, and he does not yeah. change the name. He keeps calling it the Steiner Recliner through the whole thing. Uh, I'm hoping for that or a Fujiwara armbar, which is literally just like it's the least believable of the wrestling armbars because the whole time you watch it, like, like you're just like just roll over, like you have the arm, just 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 roll. Just roll over. Why are you letting this man armbar you? Roll over. Get into a pen. It's fine. It's fine. Stop it. Wrestling's dumb. Why are these big, hairy, oily men fighting each other? Exactly. <laughs> what is going on with the world? Oh, man. Thank you, YouTube comments personified. You're here for <laughs> You're us. Welcome. You know, I I had... I kind of thought Impact was just a fluke. Like, I know they've had, like, some really damn good shows lately, but I'm like, no, nah, it's just a fluke. There's no way. Until I read that Apparently, Jericho was like, hey, hire Don Callis, and it'll all be fine. And I'm like, well, if Jericho says it's fine, then I guess we're good. Impact's coming back, baby. Actually, part of me is like, hire Don Callis, and I'll put you on my cruise. I'll put you on my cruise if you hire Don Callis. Want to get on the boat of Jericho? This is me. This is my voice now. I'm Chris. Sail it in, man. I'm Chris <laughs> Jericho. Oh Sailing man, I, I I would love like if you got a I would love to have been a fly on the wall and he's like and also just let Sammy Callahan go insane like 
Did you say Sammy was going to therapy? No, don't do that anymore. Don't let him do that. Don't let him be happy in life. Let him destroy everything around him. He needs to hurt people. He needs that's his therapy is hurting people. Have him get it. Have him get in a, a hair versus mask match and shave him bald. That'll that'll do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, it worked for Constable Corbin. It'll work for him too, I guess. I mean, it works for Dean because apparently Dean's coming back bald. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's what it is—the fucking switchblade conspiracy. In a show of uh, show of respect to one another, are both shaving their heads at the same time. Yeah, I I I just want Dean to show up like like buzzed haircut beard. Yeah, exactly. Like like legit beard. Everybody be like, who the fuck? Holy shit, is that Dean, Dean Ambrose? And then he just like fucking dirty deeds like a baby face no, or like Finn Balor or somebody. Oh, I've already seen he what he looks off. like, and I think the reaction will more be like, I didn't know Sami Zayn was on Raw now. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sammy Zane, Sammy Zane bald now? Why does Sammy Zane shave his head? That's weird. That's so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think with all the money that Dean Ambrose makes, he would just pull LeBron James, get like the hair plugs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just got LeBron James and, um, oh, fuck. What's his name? Magic Johnson. Was he the one who was crazy in WCW or am I thinking of someone different? No, that was Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. No, you that's offended what... like that's any... Who... Any African-American listener we had by confusing those two. I was just like, basketball man. Let me name every basketball man I know. Oh. Well, do you think Dean Ambrose is going to start his own school like LeBron did? That's the Dean Ambrose I would, school. I would totally, I would move to send my kid to the Dean Ambrose school of, like, street fights and, like, boot knives. <laughs> the Dean Ambrose school of bootlegging. Like, wait, what the fuck? That's illegal, Dean. No, it's not. Every child, every child learns, uh, every, every child learns a Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> this is Switchblades 101. I will be your teacher, Sammy, Samuel Callahan. Um, all right, Dean just enters one day. He's teaching a class. None of the students know what it is. He writes on the board, Titty Mastering. Titty Mastering 101 with Dean Ambrose. Oh, no, Dean teaches a 400-level class, son. Oh, yeah. But you know who the utter, the greatest Titty Masters are, guys? Our patrons? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, a swell of joy in my heart as Dylan said it. I'm like, they're learning. Or lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's... Chill with the Scotty. <laughs> oh, chill yeah, that's also me. another class at the Dean Ambrose School is Shilling 101, and I'm teaching it. Mm -hmm. Well, we're also going to learn to shill it down. Uh, but, yeah, patreon.com slash a load of BS. It's the website where you can support all the BS Network programs from fun fiction to fight boys. And, of course, every little bit helps, ladies and gentlemen. Save some money. If you were going to buy some cool merch at the next show you go to, instead, give that to us. Or you can get some merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com, either way. Um, so, yeah, and you get shouted out on BS, you get access to our exclusive Discord, and you are number one in our hearts, ladies and gentlemen, over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But, boys, I don't want to talk about this wrestling anymore. It's just too... Too, too many people know about it. I want something. I want something like 
Birmingham, Alabama. Something like two men in a shed said, make it. Said no one ever. I want the JWF, and that's why we got to turn things over to everyone's favorite commentator, Silver Spoon, and Captain Tibbs. Captain Timothy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF <laughs> Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon. Joined, as always, by the baddest man on the tri-state area, it's Captain Tibbs. Timothy Thib Tibbs Third, if you will. That's right, Tibbs and Tibbs. We're only two weeks away from the greatest shindig of the summer, Summerfest. Are you excited? You know, Sills, I would be extremely excited if there wasn't some Canadian son of a bitch that came all the way down from up north into my company. Last week. <laughs> That's right, Tibbs. I mean, of course, last week we saw Canada Charlie in a rematch. Not my the... son, by the way. Yes, for the JWF Captain's Championship. And, of course, we thought Canada Charlie had him beat. It might have been the best match we've seen out of Canada Charlie as he faced off against the Dillon. But then the man known as Felix the Wrecking Ball came out to the ring, distracted Charlie Tibbs. I got no idea who this guy is. Oh, you never heard, you never heard about the, the northern giant, the densest man, the black hole, Felix Ball. Uh, well, no. I, oh, I he was, that's why I asked. He used to run the northern territories, basically. He'd go from town to town. Some would say he was so dense he'd destroy entire small villages with his weight. Jesus, well. He and I, I fought. Guess... Many times across the northern borders. Well, Tibbs, times. if you want to stop... old enemy. I banished him up north into the Yukon. All right, Tibbs. Well, it looks like you have got some feelings about Felix Ball, and I think Felix may have some feelings about you, so let's go to the ring and hear what the Wrecking Ball himself has to say. Oh, ho, ho. all right. Everybody up there is certainly wondering about me, aren't they? They're wondering what old Felix Ball was doing crossing the border and coming down to the old JWF, don't you know? Well, see, they're wondering why the Wrecking Ball dare step foot in this garbage promotion run by that pile of crap over there, Captain Tips. Well, let me tell you why. Because Canada Charlie insulted me. Canada Charlie insulted me by soiling the good name of Canada. And not just Canada, but soiling the good name of the Felix Ball School of Professional Wrestling. You see, two years ago, this little punk was dropped on my doorstep wearing his father's garbage merchandise for his garbage promotion. And this little kid was going by the name of Chuck Tibbs. And that boy begged me to let him become a professional wrestler. He'd wait outside, waiting to see me, and he swore he would do anything to prove his father wrong. He came in and said his father disowned him, kicked him out of the States, and he knew he had to go to the greatest professional wrestling coach of all time, and that's me, Felix the Wrecking Ball. So I trained him. I did, I did it, I did everything I could to take that little lump of clay and make it into something worthwhile, even bestowing the good name of Canada Charlie upon him. 
And after seeing him work in this JWF ring, well, I can't help but think that I failed. And I'm sure you'll all agree. I mean, you've seen him out here, right? Out here making a mockery of this business, making a mockery of my name, and I'm done. I'm through with seeing him come out every week and get his hiney kicked six ways to Sunday, so I'm going to give old Charlie the last beating of his career. I'm going to make sure he's embarrassed to ever call himself Canadian again. That's why I've come down to this garbage city in this horrible state to demand a match from Captain Tibbs, and that match is going to be between me and Canada Charlie. And when the dust settles, there will be only one true Canadian wrestler left, and that's Felix the Wrecking Ball. So what do you say, Tibbs? I see you over there twiddling your thumbs, pretending like I'm not here. Do I have a match or not? No! Hell no! You have crossed the line here, Ball. You dare step into my company. Insult my name. Insult my family. Insult my boy. And then you demand a match? You're insane, Felix. There's no way that I would ever put my son on the line like... I'll do it. Charlie, Charlie! What are you doing out here, son? No. Don't do this. You don't know what he's capable of. Chuck, don't do it. No. You heard what I said, Tibbs. I want the damn match, and I want to show this hoser here why I'm the one true Canadian in this business, so book it, you old bastard! But let me tell you something right now, Ball. I don't want to prove how good of a wrestler I am. I don't have to prove anything to you. I'm a winner, plain and simple. And I'm going to win against you at some summer fest in a Canadian Maple Leaf street fight. Oh, oh well, Tibbs, it looks like Canada Charlie, I mean... I know you were a bit afraid of Ball facing off against him, but Charlie's made it clear he wants a street fight against this man. How do you react to this? I just hope my boy knows what he's getting into. That's right. Well, speaking of men who did not know what they were getting into, let's talk about Scotty Moore, a man who last week on JWF War came out. Uh, he's gotten bad about running his mouth to the crowd, proclaiming himself to be a god, a god of wrestling. But of course, Tibbs, you and I both know there's only one true god of professional wrestling, only one true god of the JWF, and that is Momoa Curry. And Curry came out to that ring, almost scared Scotty Moore away. He actually ran off into the crowd. Tibbs, how did you feel seeing Scotty Moore like that? It's a rare day to watch Scotty Moore run like a coward into the crowd. and Very nice. I think it was very cathartic for him. I hope it taught him a lesson. That's right, Tibbs. Well, actually, Scotty Moore is backstage with one of our top interviewers, and we're going to see how he felt about Momoa Curry's return. Hello, everybody. Dad the Dad McDonald here with Scotty Moore. Now, Scotty, last week Momoa Curry interrupted you during the main event of the show, making his grand return to the JWF, and, well, you ran. A lot of people online have been calling you a coward for running away, but how did you feel in that moment? Uh, okay, look, I'm not, I'm not afraid of Momoa Curry. Are you kidding me? I'm Scotty Moore. He doesn't, 
He doesn't frighten me. He, he, you haven't seen him backstage today, right? Why, no, no, I, I don't believe I've seen him. G good, let's keep it that way. Because while Momoa Curry was off on his little vacation, disappearing from the JWF, I was here training and becoming the best I've ever been in my entire career. I know Momoa Curry has seen me in that ring, and I know how Momoa Curry thinks. I'm the top dog in this company, and he wants to, he wants to kick me off my pedestal, McDonald. He's just jealous that a new god has stepped in to take his place at the time since he's been gone because Momoa Curry is no longer the god of the JWF. I am. I'm the top of this company and everyone else should be worshipping at my feet. So no, I'm not afraid of Momoa Curry. Nothing he can do can compare to me in that ring and nothing he can ever do can ever possibly... Scotty. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Oh god, no. Oh, Tibbs, looks like Momoa Curry actually going after Scotty Moore in the backstage area. This is shocking. Good old Momoa scare tactics. Alright, and actually we can see Scotty Moore, the cameraman, follow him and as he runs through the backstage area. Oh, we keep hearing that ominous voice of Momoa Curry following after him. Tibbs, this is, I gotta be honest, this is a little bit frightening. This is what Momoa Curry is best at. That's right. Meanwhile, it looks like Scotty Moore actually making his way out to the parking lot, struggling to get his keys out. But, oh my God, Momoa Curry from out of nowhere with a vicious Momoan punch absolutely leveling Scotty Moore. Tibbs, that cannot feel good falling against the concrete like that. Damn it, Sills. He's got, he's got a hell of it. That's right. Meanwhile, it looks like, what's Momoa setting up for, Tibbs? It looks like he's waiting for... Scotty to make his way back to his feet, but oh my god! A vicious fisherman spear sending Scotty into the cart, breaking the windshield. Looks like he's actually dented the side of the vehicle. My god, the force of that impact was vicious, Tibbs. Ouch. That's right, Tibbs. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Momoa Curry has gotten into the head of Scotty Moore. I mean, we know Scotty Moore has played mind games in the past, but this is something I don't think he's ever expected. You know, some Momoa Curry has only tapped in to a small bit of the powers that he can bring to scare Scotty Moore to get into his mind, work his way in there, really throw him off his game. That's right. I mean, after all, I think Scotty Moore, he's kind of been in a... A downward spiral ever since losing that number one contenders match against Ric Flair for the JWF Championship a few weeks back. But of course, as we know now at Summerfest, Ric Flair is going to be taking on Blake Tanner. What's going to be an absolutely hell of a match. How do you feel about that match, Tibbs? Oh, oh, that is going to be a marquee match of the age. That's right. I mean, we have a 16-time World Heavyweight cha Champion taking on the current heavyweight champion but speaking of champions tips i want to turn to another champion a champion by the name of the dylan who of course last week successfully retained his title in a match against canada charlie of course with some help from felix ball but of course after that match we saw the return of the hammer man who we had last seen we had last seen uh, just a few weeks prior but he returned to attack the Dylan, a vicious assault, all-out assault on the Dylan from the Hammerman. I mean, Tibbs, I know you were excited. You immediately gave him a match. Because he's a Hammerman. He's the best thing ever. That's right, Tibbs. He can beat everyone. I don't think Dylan feels the same way. And Dylan's in our rig right now. Let's hear what he's got to say.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the USSJWF. I am, of course, your captain, Captain Dylan. And as they say, the captain is always right. Now, what am I right about? I am right, of course, about the Hammer Man. See, I was right about him all along. Shouldn't be a wrestler, shouldn't be out here in front of all you people's not a safe man not a safe worker dangerous all around now, i tried to make concessions with uh little former captain tibbs over there i tried to keep him in a job here you know didn't want to put a man out on the streets leave him adrift in the ocean but no 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 tibbs wouldn't have it so he let this guy just waltz in here and attack me all willy-nilly. Got excited about it. Got his rocks off. That's why he's not the captain anymore. So you can't have that kind of dangerous emotion when you're the captain. So I'm going to speak logically. I'm going to speak in a, in a very level tone. You see, I understand, or I would understand... Hammerman's actions. You see, just you know, like me once upon a time trying to break into the business, you got to go for the man on top in order to make your mark. You see, I would feel that way, but you see, I know something about the Hammerman, something that I tried to conceal. But you see, I was backstage a few days ago, back in the locker room with the boys, and I caught this familiar smell. It offended me. It brought back these bad memories. And that's when I realized, you see, the thing that Hammerman doesn't want you to know is that he actually is... Oh, Tibbs, looks like Hammerman actually coming out to interrupt Dylan. I don't think anyone, he wants people to know who he is. Dylan, or, uh, Dylan just staring as Hammerman comes out into the ring facing off. What do you mean like know who he is? He's a Hammerman. That's right, but it looks like Hammerman looking, looking to grab a microphone, but wait, thinking better of it actually... Dropping the microphone down onto the mat. Oh, uh, what's uh, what's the matter, Hammer Man? Cat got your tongue. Your head too far up in the clouds. You just don't want to talk to all of us. Ah, uh, it's all right. I I understand. I mean, they've heard your annoying voice enough before. You know, it, I think it's time to drop the charade, though. You're giving homeless people a bad name. So why don't you just take off the mask, tell them who you are, and we can get on with this. Tibbs, I mean, Hammerman looks shaken. I mean, I, he doesn't even want to take that microphone away from the Dylan. I mean, d do you have any idea who this guy could be? I mean, I know you're the guy who signed him to this company. Who do you think the Hammerman could be? He's, he's just the Hammerman. I don't... What do you mean? I don't... I don't know, but things don't seem right. All right. Well, if you don't want to do this the honorable way, then I guess as the captain, I'll have to take charge myself. Oh, my God. And Dylan attacking the hammer man with a flurry of punches, cornering him and begins laying in some vicious kicks to the ribs. T Tibbs, this is a horrifying assault. No, no, not the hammer man. Oh, God. Looks like Dylan attempting to untie that mask and pry it away from the skull of the hammer man. But wait. The masked man fighting back, shoving Dylan to the middle of the ring, and oh, a huge drop kick to the chest of Dylan, leveling the tall man. Hammerman trying to readjust that mask, trying to hide his identity, laying in some vicious stomps to Dylan's body. 
Oh, but wait, climbing to the top rope and ooh, a big hammer leg drop down onto the chest of the Dylan. Tib, that cannot feel good for the Dylan, let me tell you that. No, it doesn't look good from up here either. That's right, meanwhile, looks like Hammerman. Oh, Hammerman, I think he knows he knows he has that match at Summerfest, and he has grabbed the JWF captain's title and holding it high. Tibbs, let me tell you something. I don't think it matters who's under that mat, because after Summerfest, we may be looking at a man who we can just call the JWF captain's champion. What do you think? May just, may just be possible. Also, might have to have a talk with the Dylan. I don't think he understands the duties of the captain's championship. That's right, Tibbs. But I mean, I guess if we're going to find out what happens next with the Hammerman, what happens next with Blake Tanner, the Dylan, all of your favorite superstars, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. All right, my boys, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned that the last ditch effort that Vince McMahon could do to get Roman cheered over Brock Lesnar is to make Brock Lesnar force Shinsuke Nakamura to cry live on stage. <laughs> I, uh, I learned that if Scotty stops shilling long enough, he can become a real boy. <laughs> and I learned that Austin Aries is a fantastic worker, great on the mic, amazing professional wrestler. And he's also the biggest piece of human excrement I've ever seen in my life, and he needs to eat a damn cheeseburger. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, Dylan, you can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? At Blake A. Tanner on Twitter and uh, at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's right. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, Queasel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Just look up Scotty Moore and you can find it. Or you can go to audibletrial.com slash BS Network and get a free 30-day trial of Audible and get a free copy of Queasel Corp or Queasel Corp Risen on audiobook just by going to audibletrial.com slash BS Network. And of course, it's a free book for you. It supports us. It's win-win. But if you want to support us a little bit more, you can over at Audible or at uh, Patreon.com slash a load of BS or of course go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick you up some shirts we got shirts for our favorite JWF superstars shirts letting people know if you're a fight boy or a fight girl for life and we even have brand new pop sockets those cool things that go on the back of your phone we now have an official fight boys pop socket that you can get over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and of course make sure to go to aloadofpurebs.com and check out all the other programming from Opposite Attractions, Fun Fiction, A Load of BS. If you liked me and Blake being assholes this whole time, that's all A Load of BS really is, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to check that out. And if you're on iTunes, make sure to rate and subscribe. Every single little bit of review helps. And of course, if you're on YouTube, comment down below. Tell us what you liked about the show. Tell us who you think the Hammerman truly is, because it's still a mystery to us, to be honest. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube, donate on the Patreon, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!